You're listening to the Mothering Joy Podcast, Season 3, Episode 2. The garden this year has been different for me than in past years, and that it was such a joy, like really every part of it was. One of the best parts was being able to share it all with my kids. At the end of last year, I had to have a real heart check about why I was doing some of the things that I was doing in the garden, with food preservation, and even beyond that. I felt so burned out and nothing was fun. The joy I felt in my garden this year was definitely not reflective of its success. Honestly, I feel like this podcast is kind of just talking about my garden fails, but honestly, this year, half of the garden turned to weeds. The tomato plants fell over and the woodchuck that seems to be living in our neighbor's yard chewed through our soaker hose. Chewed actually through it, you guys. Like, it was pretty bad. But the wild success was finding joy in every part of the garden, even through the failures. Being able to embrace failing is the most important thing that I'm learning in the garden. And in this episode, I want to talk about it. Hey there, I'm Meg, crunchy mama, storyteller, and imperfect homemaker. I'm raising two beautiful babies in the rolling hills of Wisconsin, and I am learning every single day. Here, I celebrate the joys of motherhood, but I also get real about the trenches that young moms find themselves in and how we can nurture joy in the daily grind. This is the encouragement you need to thrive through your days spent being mama. This is the Mothering Joy Podcast. The culmination of getting married, moving to rural Wisconsin, and losing my dad to cancer gave me a passion for true nourishment and farm-to-table eating. This led me to want to live a lifestyle where I was holding my food as sacred. And I talk a lot about this on the podcast because it's a huge place that I've found joy in motherhood. But it's also been a huge source of stress as I've been in constant states of failing and learning. I remember a year ago ushering the self-deprecating voices out of my head as I jumped a full jar multiple jars of salsa into the compost pile. Multiple half-gallon mason jars. I mean, yikes. And I just had to add this to the latest failed attempt in my growing repertoire of fermented recipes that I tried to get my family and myself to like. In early summer, I discovered the lost art of nourishing fermented foods. And I did become a little bit obsessed with incorporating these healthy, gut-promoting foods into my family's diet. What I couldn't have known was that months later, I would have nearly a spare refrigerator full of fermented pickles, radishes, beets, and jalapenos collecting various types of mold and bacteria on the top as they waited and waited to be eaten. And it's not really that there's anything wrong with them you know I really don't know enough about fermenting to tell you like in fact how successful my ferments were as ferments but what I can tell you is that my family did not like to eat them we just weren't really ready for fermented foods 
and the ferments that I'd spent months laboring over, they would most likely be joining the salsa in the compost pile. I'd be lying if I said it didn't all feel like kind of a waste. It felt hard not to measure the time and the energy spent on them and think of how it could have been spent more productively elsewhere. I tell the story about the ferments, not to make you cry and feel bad for me, even though I can understand if that happens, but mostly because this is kind of just an example of the pressure that I was putting on myself to be an expert gardener and have a great harvest and be able to preserve it in a super nourishing way that would last our family throughout the year. I really thought that I had to do all of this and that I had to do this all perfectly to basically be a good mom and a good homemaker. Like as crazy as this sounds when I say it out loud, I was working to prove my worth in these areas and it made none of it fun. None of it brought me joy. Instead, I really kind of just felt worthless and like I wanted to quit these ventures that I was so passionate about. I had to get super real about what my actual responsibilities were as a wife, a mother, and a homemaker. And when I really was honest with myself, these were responsibilities like love my kids and husband, nourish them well, show up for them, create a safe environment for them. None of this had anything to do with my successes or failures in other areas. And I started to realize that all my pursuits in the garden and with food preservation were not actually any part of what made me a good mom. But these were actually just things I was doing for my personal development outside of motherhood. And this realization was so freeing because it put these pursuits into their proper place. And this didn't mean that they were any less important to me. But seeing them for what they really were took the pressure off and it allowed me to be a beginner. Once I allowed myself to be a beginner, I needed to find the joy in being here. My natural state as a beginner is overwhelm. I just want to get to the end. I want to be a super professional. I want to do it perfectly. I look at all the places that I want to go and they seem so far away. And I get discouraged when my work towards them doesn't feel like it's taking me very far. When my steps feel really small and when most of them feel backwards, maybe only a half step forward here and there. But when I remember that all of this is for me and it's for my joy, then I allow myself to take my eyes off the destination and just enjoy being a beginner. I have found so much joy this year in the garden, being able to pick tomatoes and peppers with the kids and just see the smiles on their faces when they get to hold onto a fresh tomato. Coco is obsessed with the tomatoes and I had a joke with my mother-in-law that her cousin loves ducks, DJ loves trucks, and Coco loves tomatoes. When we're in the garden together, she always says, Coco hold it and she just loves to hang on to these little tomatoes She can't really hang on to the big ones that well, but she takes the little ones. She'll like tuck them into her shirt and just like hang on to it and cuddle it. And she calls them peppers. So she loves tomatoes, which she calls peppers. And it's just like the really sweet things like that. 
um, that are so joyful with being able to share my garden with my kids. Moments like this and just all these moments we've had in the garden together are so affirming for me that this pursuit is worthy. It's worth the investment. Being in the garden and harvesting local organic produce, preserving it and turning it into beautiful nourishing food for me and my family brings me so much joy. And it doesn't matter the scale and it doesn't matter if I'm feeding us for the whole year. Like it's just kind of the pursuit of it and, you know, getting my feet wet in different areas of this. And that's, that's kind of what is joyful about it. It almost gives me goosebumps how much I've been able to enjoy this year in the garden because I've just not been able to enjoy gardening, you guys. Like I haven't. I felt like it's been something that I've wanted to be good at, but it's not something that I've wanted to learn. And this has been a huge disconnect for me. In the past, my need for perfection and my need to get it right and my feelings of being less than enough have kept me from this joy that is meant for me here. And it does give me goosebumps thinking about how happy I am to have really like unveiled this joy again after it had been clouded by expectations. Because when I let go of the expectations and the judgment and really just show up to this work, I'm so in awe of the beauty of this world. Like, I feel so thankful that I get to be a part of it. And I have this childlike wonder of just wanting to learn as much as I can. And the reality of this that I'm really wrapping my head around is that means I'm going to have to fail a lot. But I see something in failure now that I've missed before. I see the potential I have for growth. What used to overwhelm me becomes exciting. All the super cool things I get to be a part of in this life, if I show up, this is exciting for me. Like I see it. And if I opt in and say yes to being a beginner, if I can welcome failure, like the opportunities are endless. Something I'm really excited to be doing with the kids this year is attending a MOPS group. So this is Moms of Preschoolers, and it's been really fun for me to connect with other moms and have the kids be able to play with all the other kids. But we've had two meetings so far, and after the second one, we all went down with a cold. Coco has it. DJ has it. I have it. And I can't believe that like cold and flu season is already here. But I am so thankful to have my two go-tos to boost our immune system. And these are both on Amazon. So I've linked them in the show notes. Shire City Herbals has a fire cider tonic. And this one is so good. I've tried a lot and I highly recommend this one. And then I also do the elderberry tincture by Four Elements Organics. And this is also super yummy. It's so nice to have a couple great products in your repertoire when cold and flu season hits hard. 
I am working on getting an Amazon storefront set up so that I can have all my go-to stuff right there, easy for you to access. But until then, just pop by the links in the show notes and that'll get you where you need to go. And that's the reason that I'm really doing the garden. It brings me joy. It's something that I want to share with my kids. Through the garden, I'm teaching my kids to hold their food as sacred, but I'm realizing that in the garden, I'm also setting the example that it's okay to be a beginner. It's okay to fail. And as my kids watch me fail, I I really hope I'm planting the seeds like deep within their hearts that when learning takes place, Like this is the failures. That's the learning taking place. And being open to failure creates growth and it creates purpose. And I'm realizing that this is probably one of the most important things I can teach my kids for them to be successful, happy humans. Like teach them not to be afraid to fail. Teach them to embrace failure. Because when we can embrace failure then we are always learning. We are happy to be beginners on the journey. We stop toiling to get to a destination while really missing the point. And I want to wrap all these failure learning growth thoughts up with a poem that I first heard in high school and I fell in love with it. And as I get older and I grow in motherhood, This poem, like, it just gets it. It feels more and more relevant. The poem is Ithaca by the Greek poet C.P. Kavafi. So the poem Ithaca is referencing Homer's book, The Odyssey, where Odysseus is trying to get home from the Trojan War. And it's this epic poem that's like all the adventures it takes him as he's trying to get home. And it goes like this. As you set out for Ithaca, I hope your road is a long one, full of adventure, full of discovery. Lastragonians, Cyclops, angry Poseidon, don't be afraid of them. You'll never find things like this on your way, as long as you keep your thoughts raised high, as long as a rare excitement stirs in your spirit and your body. Lastragonians, Cyclops, wild Poseidon, You won't encounter these things unless you bring them along inside your soul, unless your soul sets them up in front of you. Hope that the road is a long one. May there be many summer mornings when with what pleasure, what joy, you enter harbors you're seeing for the first time. May you stop at Phoenician trading stations to buy fine things, mother of pearl and coral, amber and ebony, sensual perfume of every kind, as many sensual perfumes as you can. And may you visit many Egyptian cities to learn and to go on learning from their scholars. Keep Ithaca always in your mind. Arriving there is what you're destined for. But don't hurry the journey at all. Better if it lasts for years, so that you're old by the time you reach the island, wealthy with all you've gained along the way, not expecting Ithaca to make you rich. Ithaca gave you the marvelous journey. Without her, you wouldn't have set out. She has nothing left to give you now. 
and if you find her poor, Ithaca won't have fooled you. Wise as you've become, so full of experience, you'll have understood by then what these Ithacas mean. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mothering Joy podcast. I can't wait to talk with you in a couple of weeks.